Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast for ISS, okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week is someone that emulates how to be the best version of themselves. She makes me want to have a more positive outlook in the way I live my life. Her positivity is infectious. When I wake up in the middle of the night because I can't sleep, I listen to her mood music on Radio 2. Then I wake up and I pick up a book and it's her affirmations of the day and then my day begins. A broadcaster, a dancer, an author, a loose woman, a bed linen range only and a podcaster just to name a few jobs. I'm delighted to welcome to Secure the Insecure. My dear friend, with thanks to Viva, the beautiful Katie Piper. Hello, Katie. Oh, what an intro. And I don't think I've ever been called a dancer. That's a very generous description. Well, this is the, <laughs> when you do street and come dancing, it makes you a dancer. It, that is actually true, back. yeah. Yeah, you can hold that title, can't you? Yeah. You can, for life, for life. <laughs> obviously, we're going to talk about Aviva's campaign in a little bit, but I've got to talk to you about affirmations. As you know, you did a show over the summer on Radio 2, which I was obsessed with. Obsessive. Oh, and I want to you. talk about all that as well. But your book is all about affirmations. It's called a, li- a little bit of faith. So let's start with that because I find mm-hmm. affirmations just incredible. So where did the story begin for you with that? So I started using affirmations a long, long time ago um, in my life because I have to be quite visual. If I get myself into a difficult place, if I get depressed, if I get anxious, I need really visual things to help me pick myself back up. And I think a lot of people might think they don't use affirmations or they don't know what they are, but most of us use negative affirmations all the time. So I call that the the not good enough tape that kind of plays in your head. So that will be when you preempt situations saying, I'm going to mess this up. I'm not good enough. They won't like me. I'm unattractive. What's the point of even going? Those are all affirming thoughts to ourselves that are actually 
harmful and negative so the opposite is positive and sometimes positive affirmations could be really obvious things but even though they're obvious visualizing them uh, changes the way we act we take on that persona it's like if you're in um, a problematic relationship and somebody treats you a certain way for so long you believe it's all you deserve so if you affirm positive things to yourself every day you don't just talk the talk you end up walking the walk so my house is I mean it's a nightmare my downstairs loo is covered in post-it notes, memos, sticky little uh, stickers, bits out of notebooks, and I stick all the affirmations in the downstairs loo. So it might be stuff I've seen on Twitter, it might be stuff I've made up, it might be stuff people have sent me, um, or I've seen in a museum, whatever it is, I record them and write them down and remind myself of them. And the new book, it actually came from lockdown. So in lockdown one, you know, when we were all really petrified, it felt like a zombie apocalypse, no one was on the street. And I thought, what am I going to put on my Instagram? Because my everyday life had been filming at work filming out and about and I think there was a real change in tone on social media where people didn't want people boasting and people didn't want people showing off we were all in the same boat doing nothing we were all at home so I thought what could I put on that's free that means people don't have to spend money so I had an old affirmation book I'd written years ago um, and I thought instead of people having to buy it on Amazon I could just read the quote out every day and it built and built where people were checking in we'd all have a coffee on my stories We'd read it, followers would write back to me, share me their ones or what they thought of it, and we'd break it down and how we apply it to our own lives. Anyway, the book was 365 Affirmations. So on day 364, everyone was like, don't stop this. Like, this is my reason to hide in the loo from my flatmate and watch your affirmation. So I thought, well, I can't carry it on because I've run out of them. And that's when all the followers said, write another book. We need new ones. I'll actually read you out today's affirmation because sometimes they're quite simple, but below the actual affirmation, I break it down of how I apply it to my life. So today is, I am not stupid if I get something wrong. Then underneath I wrote, I feel so frustrated by people feeling stupid or worse, being made to feel stupid for getting something wrong. I get things wrong all the time. And in fact, we all do. And it's the only way that we're able to learn. When I get something wrong, that's when I push myself the most to develop the most. So how actually, in fact, can that ever be stupid? So that's kind of a real lesson on self-development. And, you know, it's something as, as simple as I'm not stupid sounds very basic. But when you delve into it and what it's actually about and how it's attached to shame and all those barriers of progressing in our private lives or in our career, it can really help you to progress. And that's why it's so important to ask for help and to speak out. And we've obviously for years said speak out when you don't feel very well and speak out when you want to help. But even asking for help is such a big thing and it takes so much courage to just say, I need help or I don't know what I'm doing. And the shame that comes with that and the paranoia that comes with the outcome, you know, for example, at work, let's say you asked your boss for help and that thing of, well, you should know how to do that anyway, that you don't want to look stupid, as you said. And I think it's so important to just speak. And it still comes back to communication and something that with the lockdown, we kind of learned during the pandemic how to communicate and what's acceptable to us and the boundaries that we set for ourselves of what we should communicate and what we shouldn't communicate.
I think you're so right. I mean, I think actually just like your podcast is doing such a great thing. You know, it's normalizing having this open conversation. And, you know, a lot of your guests may seemingly have it all together on the surface, but when they come on and talk so openly, they have similar emotions and they have down days like everybody else. So I think that's really good. And I I do think it's becoming more normal. I think 10 years ago, you couldn't talk like this. And I think that analogy you used about being at work is really good because, you know, two of the biggest fears I think people have is if they admit a weakness at work, will they not get promoted? Will they lose their job? Will they not be trusted to to lead other people to, to have responsibility at work? Because will they be seen as incapable? If they're a parent or they're in any position of responsibility or authority, will they get that responsibility taken away? Will they get their children taken into care? Will they not be able to get a mortgage? There's so many negative connotations that come with saying I need help because wrongly it's seen as a weakness but to be able to identify that you're not coping is in fact a strength and it's a coping mechanism in itself so I think conversations like this are really helpful and I think the more people we see that we respect and that we admire saying it too it kind of normalizes it that actually this is a part of everybody's life but the difference is for some people it's on a larger or smaller scale well you know that I respect and admire you Katie you know that anyway there's no point telling you that you know that um but what there also is, is there's an industry, and this is what I always find fascinating, is that if there's enough people doing a job, there's an industry, and there's an industry for therapists, there's an industry for counsellors. And so if the demand wasn't there, there wouldn't be an industry like that. And I think that's why it's so important to talk out. And just to say you've got therapy, amazing. You know, more respect to say you've got therapy than to say you don't have therapy. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think I've always been quite open with my own story that I've used lots of different types of therapists, CBT, um, EDMR, all, you know, all kinds of different things. And I think in lockdown, we saw people using talking therapy, not even with psychologists, you know, going with friends and walking and talking. And lots of people find that um, less anxiety provoking because they're not sat opposite someone making eye contact. They're walking side by side. And for some people, therapy doesn't necessarily look like professional help. It might just be staying in touch with loved ones. It might be doing zooms you know we always criticize social media but i can't imagine getting through lockdown with a nokia 5110 and just snake like it would have been horrendous i think social media kept us all like we had a piece of the outside world and we were all locked in our homes and i think that was good for some people's mental health a hundred especially when you sat and i did this a couple of times of going right i'm gonna do a tweet and i'm not attention seeking i'm just gonna say i feel really low today and then the messages are flooding and even that of the affirmations of yeah, but Johnny, you've got nothing to worry about. Or Johnny, you're amazing. Or the thing that you just need, sometimes you need just someone else to tell you something because you can't tell yourself that because you've got that barrier up now against yourself. So 100% social media is important for that. And that's what it should be there for. And we know that when people come together for the good, how incredible it is. Yeah. And you're right. That's another way of affirming something. If you put something out there and people affirm back to you, that's another form of an affirmation. Um, and it's all about personal responsibility. If your social media is making you feel bad, have a, a, a cleanse, you know, unfollow the people that make you feel bad. Find some new accounts that that share your passions and, and appeal to you. Like, I don't really follow anybody that brings out the worst in me. So for that reason, my feed's quite a good place. I follow you and you make me happy. So... <laughs> <laughs> I made it into your 430 people that you follow. Um, <laughs> but this is, but this is, this is really important because there is so much toxicality around that. And I know that. Let's say you had a friend from years and years ago, and you've had them on social media. Sometimes it's important to unfollow them. Yes, mm. you've got a friendship, but that doesn't mean that they need to be a social media friend. 
like you introduced me to Michelle Element, who um, is Scarred Not Scared. And she's on my podcast, so Killian's go and check out her episode. And we spoke about boundaries. I thought, great, I've got someone on my level. I mean, she's way above me. Like, she's incredible. And I can't reach her level of what she talks about boundaries. But that opens me up to a new conversation. Matt Haig, another person, Denise, all these people who are emulating positivity. Be around that. Use social media for good, not to be around people who are going to bring you down or to make you feel jealous of them. Yeah, and I think Michelle is great because she's really considered, you know, her boundaries aren't about being unkind or being abrupt. They're about protecting yourself so that there's more of you to go around to help other people. So if she's talking about unfollowing somebody on social media, it's because it doesn't serve you any longer. And actually, if there is a good relationship in the real world, you're able to communicate with that person in, in person on the phone. And, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. I think boundaries are there to protect both parties and when they're used properly um they can be very very empowering 100 so that social media and you're on social media where else i saw you this year was on radio too because obviously i back in the day i used to see you all the time and now i don't see you i have to go and find out where you are so radio <laughs> 2 sunday nights when love island finished or married at first sight finished at 10 p.m straight away it was on to radio 2 you were covering for dr rangan which is just my favorite radio show i just want to pick up on a couple of things you spoke about because i just feel that you started these incredible conversations. And then obviously, because the show's in the showtime, we know how radio works, it finished. And I just think there's so much space that we need to talk about some of those topics. So if it's all right with you, I just want to pick you up on two of them. Mm -hmm. First is what you would tell your future self. Because we always say, you know, we always talk about development. We all say, well, what would you tell your 16-year-old self now? What would you tell yourself before you worked? We never think about our future self. We always look back at the past and look at our mistakes, which again, as you said at the top, is all negative affirmations and how we've got to make a mistake to get to where we are now. But looking at your future is so different. I was just fascinated by that. Yeah, because I think the cliche question, like you said, is always what would you tell your younger self? And my answer is always the same to that. Absolutely nothing, because I don't live with regrets. And actually, you know, at the start of this chat, we talked about feeling stupid. Well, we can't go through life erasing our past. You know, all of the points in our life that got us to where we are today were what built our resilience, our character, it shaped us and formed who we are. But in terms of my future self, um, like I'm a, such a believer of living in the present tense because it's all we ever really have. And when I've experienced living in the past, it's made me feel depressed. And when I've lived in the future, it's a fake form of trying to control stuff. And actually it's a state of anxiety. And you know, there's a brilliant affirmation um, that says, worry is a total waste of time. All it does is steal your joy and keep you very busy doing absolutely nothing at all. And that kind of shows you how unproductive it is to worry. And it's a placebo. It's a facade. Like, God, if I stress about the interview I've got with Johnny tomorrow, then it's going to go really well if I stay up worrying about it till two in the morning. That's a load of rubbish. You know, I just have to let go and trust myself and, and know that I'll enjoy it and it will be a positive experience. So, yeah, I think in terms of messaging to my future self, it, it would be around letting go. It would be around acceptance ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door go to blue and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 or more that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Which I think kind of encompasses kindness, and kindness is something that we've talked about a lot, and kindness falls under that umbrella of kind to other people, treating people how you want to be treated, pausing before we react. But it also comes from this concept of self-care, of, of not being so wretched to ourselves. And someone gave me some really good advice, actually. Um, it was actually a therapist and it was around self-esteem. And she said, when you have a problem or an issue, imagine it's a friend that comes to you with that problem and respond to them and treat them in, in the way you would treat them as you would of your problem. So if you came to me and said, I didn't get a job and it went horribly wrong, I would t- type out in my email box how I'd reply to you. I'd reassure you of your capability. I'd tell you it's practice for the next time. Keep applying. Don't let it stop you. But if I didn't get a job, I'd say to myself, you're crap at this. You should quit. You didn't look right. You didn't wear the right thing. Why did you even go for it in the first place? What an idiot. You've embarrassed yourself. And, but I would never reply to you an email like that if you told me that news. So every time something happens to you, you have to email yourself. So you put your email address at the top and you send it to your own inbox, how you would console your friend, how you would reply to your friend. And that is talking to somebody with respect, consideration and compassion. And those are the three things we never give ourselves when we have low self-esteem or we're, or we're suffering with a particular issue. You. And that's really, again, stopped me affirming the negative talk to myself. You know what I really love about that is uh, it was, what, 2007 when I read Wonder Burns' The Secret, and then obviously The Greatest Secret came out last year. Yeah. And that's all about the law of attraction and the energies and, you know, put a check in your wallet for £2 million and it will come true and all that stuff. And you've done is taken it to the next level. And I think you're so right. And I really believe in writing letters to myself. And I do it all the time, all the time. As, same as you do with an email, but... When you're talking about reassurance, consideration, compassion, I look at it in the way of pros and cons. So what would be the pro of me getting that job? And what would the con be of me getting that job? And actually, and again, all it is is compartmentalizing, going, right, okay, this is the situation. This is why it is. There's always a reason for it. And you'll mm-hmm. never know the full reason. But if you work through it, you should be able to see where the other person has come from. And actually, it's for the greater good of you, not to be all detriment. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're you're totally right. And I think sometimes it's just hard to see that. And it's easy to give that advice to other people, but not so easy to do it to ourselves. But the more books you read like that, and the more you actually practice this and do the visuals, it starts to become your second nature and the way that you treat yourself and you see your life improving and your self-esteem and, and all your opportunities. So the book that I would recommend for that is Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, which taught me how to make my bet. I know this is so stupid, but how to make my bed. I never made my bed before. I'd make my bed. I've bought show cushions for it. I always talk about this. Um, going on my walks every single day, finding something new. There's always new building work. It doesn't matter where you are. There's always a new house that's put a new brick down. But Jay Shetter thinks like a monk is incredible for that. Yeah, no, I, I love him on Instagram and Twitter as well. He's brilliant. And his video, oh, his video. There's an amazing video about dating and ghosting <laughs> that I love. I watch all the time. Let's talk about imposter syndrome really quickly as well because you did a, you opened up this conversation about it and I've got a thing I thought, if you've not got imposter syndrome, then surely you're too comfortable. Same as if you're not nervous in different situations, surely you're too comfortable. And that's not a good thing. It's actually better to have imposter syndrome, to be a greater person. That's an interesting concept. So I, so when I go and do live talks on stage, so yesterday I went and did a talk to a few hundred people on stage, and I haven't done that for a while. It's, it's been on Zoom in the pandemic. And I got all the symptoms of nervousness. I got the sort of knot in my stomach, the dry mouth. My voice even started to shake at the very beginning. And I'm, I'm, I'm often nervous, but never to the point where my voice kind of breaks. And I thought, you know what? It's good to be nervous because if you completely lose that adrenaline rush, you become flat and you're no longer passionate. So it's really important for it, for it to matter to you how you're received to that crowd because you care about what you're doing. But I interpret imposter syndrome as a, a feeling of inadequacy. So when you're doing something, but you feel like you don't really deserve it, you feel like you've blagged it and you don't really have the right to be there. You don't really have the expertise. And I think sometimes that can go back to low self-esteem. And I think sometimes that is a dangerous territory because if you are somewhere and you are doing something, you've got there because of yourself. You deserve to be there and you need to celebrate the small wins. You know, we often hear that expression and people sort of live for the big stuff and they go from big milestone to big milestone. And often it's the tiny, tiny bits in between those small wins that are actually the really important bits because they're the kind of glue to those next milestones. So I think when you celebrate those small wins, you don't have imposter syndrome because you have gratitude for what you had to do to get to that point. Oh, I completely. And the small wins are so important. You know, I, I always practice your kind of red light, green light at the end of the week, you know, what was good, what was bad. And sometimes you're trying to make it to be so much bigger than it is. And actually, if you go for the small win and it's such a simple thing, and do it little but often, you'll just get that positive mindset going. And talking of your show, I saw your show in Aldwych a couple of years ago, opposite where Mamma Mia was. An incredible, incredible show. And that's what you do, is you emulate positivity. And I think if you're around positive people, you're around people who want to build you up and make you a better person, you're going to be a much happier person than being around toxic people who are going to bring you down. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I think the pandemic taught us size of the circle is not relevant. You know, having lots and lots of acquaintances isn't as good as having two really good friends. You know, I would say in my life, my circle is tiny and it actually really includes family. You know, I, I don't have tons and tons of friends, but that's OK because I'm not on a mission to collect numbers. It's, it's more about people I can be real and be honest with and also that I can give proper time to. Like if you think when, when you're working a lot, when you're freelance, you know, sort of spreading yourself really thinly isn't doing your relationships and friendships justice. So that kind of all leads us as we bring it all together now, because you're working with Viva and it's thanks to Viva for 
for today for talking to you. Obviously, you know I love you, and I've been trying to get you on my podcast since it began. But it's all about the worries that we have, because everything, as we've spoken about all through this podcast, has been actually, when you think about it, about worries, about the paranoia we put on ourselves. And your research has shown all about the decision-making, and you've set up the Aviva Decision School. So do you want to take me through your research and what you found? Yes. So Aviva has set up the Decision School, which is excellent because it's completely free. So it's going to be a platform with content that everyone can access. And actually, it's for anyone that has struggled making a decision. So it's not just for one type of person. Um, The first episode has actually gone live. um, And this one, it's all about making decisions under pressure. There's also going to be other episodes um, about making uh, sort of overcoming anxiety when making decisions uh, head to heart so which to follow you know sometimes you make a decision straight from the heart sometimes it's a, a less emotional decision a more logical decision using the head um, and we're going to help you decide which one to follow there's going to be episodes about trusting your instincts and how to stop procrastination which is obviously something lots of us are guilty with so the, the research showed us some of the most difficult decisions so the top one was getting divorced or ending a long-term relationship buying a new home relocating to a new country changing job or career getting married deciding whether to have or um, adopt a child so there's there's quite a few big decisions there they're kind of life-changing decisions but on a day-to-day basis all of us make you know decisions from the moment we open our eyes to the moment we go to sleep at night our day is full of decisions so we um collaborated with a team of experts amazing psychologist joe hemmings uh myself and her made a lot of content together uh we also have vanessa who's an explorer and then we also um have a police detective as well, Leroy, an ex-police detective that's obviously has to made a lot of decisions in his career. And together, the four of us collaborated um, to be your Aviva experts. Do you know what I love about that is I love Joe Hemmings so much. Um, she, oh, do you she know Joe? Yeah. Well, she watches Married at First Sight, which before this chat, I said, do you watch it? Because every time I used to see you, we used to just talk about Big Brother because that was one at the time. Um, Joe and I, we just talk reality TV all the time. And Leroy is incredible. So... The weird thing is, and the interesting thing is, when you think about an expert panel, it's just something like, I don't really know anyone. Or I might know Katie because I've seen her on Strictly. And when you go, this this is your panel, I'm like, well, I know all of you. And you're all friends of mine. And this is amazing. And again, it's that thing of you believe in them. And if they're emulating certain things, you think, well, okay, I want to be attracted. I want to find out more. Because the problem with decision-making is, a lot of the time, it's not a decision you've got. Because you know instinctively what the answer is. Any Any situation, if it's, what should I do? You know the answer. But what you're doing is waiting for the answer from the other person. And you don't want to upset the other person. So we're at a career. Let's say you tell your boss you're going to move career. You're afraid what they're going to say to you. If it's about moving house, the other person you think doesn't want to move. And so you know the answer. It's just you're kind of waiting for the other person. And I look to the three of you for guidance always when it comes to life. So I'm so pleased you're working with them. Yeah, do you know, I think that's the thing. Sometimes, actually, the answer lies within ourselves, but we just need guidance. And that's what we've been able to do at Viva is we, we've we led people through. We've given them tips. We've given them um, guidance through the whole process. And myself and Joe have also given real-life scenarios when we face decision-making ourselves and how we kind of got to that end point. So you could just go online to aviva.co.uk forward slash decision score to watch episode one okay so that's that website then go on google and go to bed at home.com forward slash katie piper because you've got your own bedding range now 
Yes. So that was quite interesting. Um, I was able to take my affirmations into the design space. So the bedding range actually has affirmations embroidered um, on some of the pillowcases, uh, some of the dressing gowns. So it was all about, well, where do we kind of collect our thoughts? Where do we reset? How, you know, how do we start the day in a positive way? And we, we wake up in our bedrooms, we go to sleep in our bedrooms. So I wanted those vigil things on the bed linen. It's a, a 29 piece um, range. So there's all different prints, patterns. There's some really nice neutral some calm colors and I wanted it to have some hero pieces in the collection so I put a robe in just because every morning I'm in my robe doing my affirmation on my Instagram stories and that's got a little affirmation on the sleeve but I put a product in called a weighted blanket I don't know if you've have you heard of weighted blankets no tell me so- more they're used they're, they're scientifically proven they're used for anxiety um and they're actually used as well for people with different conditions so some people with Tourette's actually use them because they help them um with uh twitches and they help them to sort of regulate and to feel calm so the way it works of anxiety is it's a, it's a weighted blanket that you put over the top of your duvet and it helps you to feel almost like you're being embraced like it helps you to feel secure and still and it calms your breathing but you know if you're anxious or you're stressed it calms your breathing down which helps you regulate your central nervous system which affects all the blood flow to your body to your heart to your organs and it gives you a kind of sense of stillness and peace I suppose it's almost like meditation where it just gives you a few moments to kind of relax so that's something I've always used myself um so I wanted to put it into my own rage and of course there's fabulous stuff like scatter scatter cushions throws things like that I don't know about you but when I was young I couldn't afford to do it my flat up I would just go and buy a new duvet set and cushions and that would be my way of like shushing up my bedroom is so right as well put things around the rooms you're in so if you're going to the toilet have a manifestation there have an affirmation there because you've got two minutes there go and use it in your bedroom just walk around in my flat I've got affirmations everywhere because there's always different parts of the room I'm in and it just keeps making me feel positive you've been listening to Johnny Seifert on Security and Secure podcast go and check out Katie's linen range go and check out her new book she's got four books they're incredible go and check out everything about Katie because she's the best person if you like what you heard please do go and rate the podcast like it subscribe to it because I can't make it successful without your help and just remember it's okay to not be okay I'm Johnny Seifert thank you so much for listening until next Next time, thank you and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.